Shabbat Shalom. The Torah reading for this week's parasha is entitled Yethro, which meaning Jephro. It is taken from the book of Exodus chapter 18, verse 1 through chapter 20, verse 23. The gods of the Egyptians have been defeated. Pharaoh has been humiliated. His firstborn son killed and his army destroyed. The Red Sea has parted. Israel has been released from slavery. Adonai has been glorified. And all the nations know of the God of Israel. This news of the chosen nation's activities have traveled far and wide. Two million people leaving Egypt, crossing the Red Sea by a miraculous miracle, moving southward in the Sinai Peninsula and defeating the strong Amalites. This was news that could not be kept secret. Travelers, herders, and dwellers in nearby areas, even spies of other nations, would have heard of these colossal events and would report the news to others. Israel's activities were the great events of that time and era. A hearing of this exodus, Jephro, Moses' father-in-law, visited Moses. Jephro had followed the affairs of his son-in-law with intense interest. So when the Israelis camped at Rephidim, Jephro determined to go visit his son-in-law. This visit of Jephro, the priest of Midian, was not only a reunion with Moses' father-in-law, but also a reunion with his wife and sons. Now remember, Sephora, Moses' wife, had been sent back to Jephro after the circumcision incident on the way to Egypt. Moses had two sons, Gershom and Eliezer, the youngest. Now, when Moses left Midian to go to Egypt, he was a fugitive and a lowly shepherd of his father-in-law, Jephro. Now he's the emancipator, the lawgiver, the prophet, miracle worker, and leader of the chosen nation of the three-in-one God. Moses' prestige has risen tremendously since leaving the Midianite scene. And it is almost certain that Jephro took all of this into account. Now, Moses gave his father-in-law a firsthand account of everything Adonai had done to Pharaoh, to the Egyptians, and of their travels. Jephro was so moved that he said, praise the Lord, because he freed you from the powers of Egypt. He saved you from Pharaoh. Now I know he is greater than all the gods. Now, Jephro is an example of the Lord accomplishing his purpose through the Jewish people so that all the world would know that Israel's God is God Almighty. Jephro honored Adonai by participating in the sacrifice of the burnt offering. Then Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat with Moses' father-in-law. They all ate together, glorifying God. Now, Jephro was a just man with a deep religious spirit. He also displayed wisdom 
when he taught Moses how to delegate authority. I believe, as do some theologians, that his faith was lacking. The polytheism of the pagan nations allowed them to recognize the powers of various deities and to praise each God when there was evidence of their power. The question I ask, did Jephro truly serve the one and only living God? Jephro said in verse 11, now I know the Lord is greater than all the gods. To Israel then and to us today, there is only one God. Chapter 19. Moses was told to have the people purify themselves and be ready to receive a powerful revelation from Adonai on the third day from Mount Sinai. Adonai had several objectives for bringing his chosen nation to Mount Sinai. One, to reveal his glory and holiness. Two, to reveal man's sinfulness. Three, to mark Israel as a chosen people and to separate them from all other nations. Four, to give Israel a standard for godly living. And five, to prepare Israel for the coming of Messiah by giving them the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments were proclaimed to Israel directly by the voice of God. As Adonai manifested himself by the long and loud piercing sound of the trumpets, by thunders, lightnings, fire, smoke, thick darkness, and from a quaking Mount Sinai. And later, they were inscribed by the finger of God on tablets of stone. Now, we must read and study each of these commandments, then confess that we have broken them all. It is humbling to know that these laws will judge, convict, and condemn us by our every fault, every sin, every idle word. A glance could prove to be adulterous, and we could be guilty of murder by a word or a thought. Now, when the Holy Spirit applies God's laws to the conscious, secret sins are brought to light. Little and hidden sins are magnified to their true size as we stand guilty before the eternal God and his holy law. Cursed is the man who does not uphold the word of this law by carrying them out. Deuteronomy 27, 26, and all the people shall say, Amen. Now, there are few points which believers make a greater mistake than on the relation that exists between law and grace. Many see them as adversaries, but the reality is that they are allies and we need them both. We need law and we need grace. The law reveals God's standards that we all fall short of. If you ignore the law, you lower its standards, you dim the light by which sinners perceive their guilt. And this would be a serious loss to the sinners because it would lessen the likelihood of the sinner's conviction and conversion. 
Charles Spurgeon said, and I quote, that he didn't believe that any man could preach the gospel who does not preach the law. The biblical gospel proclamation is preach the law to the proud and grace to the humble. Now, sinners would not appreciate grace until they see themselves guilty and condemned before a just and holy law. The law is the surgeon's knife that cuts out the proud flesh so that the wound may heal. The law strips and then by grace, Messiah comes in and robes the soul in beauty and glory. Ignore the law and you deprive grace of its most powerful ally. You have taken away from it the schoolmaster who brings sinners to the grace of Messiah. Now, if we read and study these commandments and ask the Holy Spirit to show us the darkness and wickedness in our hearts, then prayerfully confess all our sins with true repentance and ask God of all mercy and grace to forgive us, to pardon us, and then seek his atonement. The gospel news is that we can be forgiven of our sins and have the tick of a clock and pass from death to life in the blink of an eye. Heavenly God, King and Father, and Yeshua, our Messiah, our prayer is that you will hide us behind the cross and keep us under the blood. Shabbat Shalom.